0: Welcome to Stock Odds Odds and End podcast. I'm Dave Singh here with Rob Friesen, getting ready for the week ahead. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Hey, not too bad. Uh, nice to have an extra
1: day. This is a long weekend and uh, get caught up on things. And um, looking forward to a full week next week. Although Monday, uh, Europe is closed, and some institutions in Canada might be offline, some are, some are online, but Europe's closed. So that could result in a bit of uh, lower volumes for um, Monday. Just mm-hmm. keep that in mind. And um, we're also, um, you know, interesting to what's happened in some of the uh, sectors last week. So uh, why don't you tell us what's uh, happening on the uh, economic news front this week and some earnings, and then we can uh, roll over to... Uh, Comparing what happened last week with what's going on on the future side of
0: things right now. Sure. So Monday there's uh, just one report: wholesale inventories, which is important. Tuesday there are, there is some Fed speak going on: uh, Chicago Fed president speaking and Philadelphia Fed. So you might get some chatter there as to interest rates and what's their take on raising interest rates more, holding off, or pausing. And then Wednesday we have consumer price index core CPI, um, and some FOMC minutes uh, at um, 2 p.m. Eastern. So that could be uh, interesting too. And then Thursday, we have producer price index, core PPI, and Friday is U.S. retail sales and consumer sentiment. So some of the themes for the week are inflation. I mean, is it still um, decreasing? uh, And then what the Fed's take on it would be, and then some data on actual prices in terms of producer prices and uh, consumer so that's the economic reports and then there are some earnings um we've got monday greenbrier and tilray the cannabis stock Uh, albertson's and carmax on tuesday wednesday we have bed bath and beyond and uh, delta airlines those are some noteworthy ones and fastinel and progressive insurance some bigger stocks and friday jp morgan um so that that would be uh, that's when the banks start uh, reporting their their earnings, and then the following week we should have a lot more noteworthy earnings coming in with the brokers and whatnot. Um, yeah, and then on Friday we also have um, BlackRock, Citigroup, PNC, and Wells Fargo. In terms of seasonality, we're we're kind of this low. I mean, we might get we have mid-month seasonality coming at the end of this week and early next week, which is for April. It's pretty pretty flat. It's um early uh, minus 0.02%, so pretty much flat, for, uh, expected for the S&P 500. Whether we start start that at the end of this week or early next week, it's not much to expect in terms of that. Um, yeah, so that's in terms of the seasonalities and economic data. You want to talk about some of the macro, or what else next?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, as we come to the end of April, we can cover that next uh, Sunday as well, but um, as we come to the end of April, You know there could be a potential turn of the month effect, uh, softer at the end of April, with um actually up on on May. Now the the challenge is um you know everybody's anticipating this theme that keeps getting yacked about in the media is like sell in May and go away kind of thing, and uh, you know could be a bit of anticipation of that in April, and and then lo and behold you look at the seasonality calendar and. May is not too bad, actually, of a month. Um, so we'll have to see how things set up. Um, but yeah, the market you know did get a bit ahead of itself, I think, with the latest numbers that we had on Friday. Now, the equities were closed. Um, looks like the futures digested it OK. And bonds were open for half a day or so. So they were able to adjust. Treasuries were trading. Um, you know, there, there's still an expectation that the Fed is is going to, you know, have to hike. Um, so there was a bit of a shift in the in the probability um, expectations, like the Fed monitoring tool. Uh, so a little bit more priced in for a, a hike in May that wasn't wasn't a, as aggressive before. But anyway, that 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 narrative so, sort of bounces back and forth. I mean, it's it's definitely one of the drivers that we see in in the markets and um and yet we're not out of the woods nobody can say for sure there's not going to be a recession or there is uh nobody's going to you know be able to say for sure what happens in the in the Fed's long game here um so it it drives markets um what it's doing is it's providing some volatility and some you know down weeks and some up weeks and so on so here we are so i want to talk about um the one week performance here. So we had communication services up 4.45%. Now in that group, Google performed at 7.46% all by its lonesome self there. Meta, 3.97. We had T-Mobile up 3.49, even AT&T up 2.99. And then the next group was healthcare, up 3.84%. In healthcare, it was really the uh, healthcare plans and healthcare drug manufacturers, the larger ones, like j j was up 7.64%, Lilly up 8.10%, Merck up 6.05%, uh, BMY, Amgen, Pfizer all up, BIID up. And then healthcare plans, UNH was up Uh, 9.1%. Humanis uh, up 6.47. We had CVS up 3.8. And then medical devices, we had Abbott Labs up 5.90. Medtronics, uh, that wasn't up that much. Uh, um, And then moving over to uh, the next group, utilities. They they were on fire as well. Uh, we had PCG up 5.16%, Southern up 4.71, XEL up 6.52, just some of those. So those were on fire. Utilities was up 3.43, and then energy energy was up 3.13. Even though on Friday you saw energy pull back a bit, not every stock obviously pulled back, but Exxon for the week up 5.08%. Chevron up 3.24, Conoco up 7.06, EOG up 5.13, Devon 6.14, Hess 6.35. So you can see that, uh, you know, knocking it out of the park there, pretty good. And then in um, technology, which wasn't up big uh, for the week, uh, because it was down slightly, 0.14% down. However, you did. Did have some of the mega caps that were had some leadership, and especially on Friday, they did help pull things along. So, Microsoft was up 2.66, Apple up 1.42, uh, now, Service Now was up uh, 7.62, FIS up 6.25, Intel, you know, I mean, in terms of semiconductors, all the other ones were now. It was like, <laughs> seriously, it was like buy in. Intel and short everything else. AMD was down 5.53. Intel was up 2.24. And then you had a a little bit of the credit card stuff and and some insurance was okay. Berkshire was up and things like that. So that's that's a general framework of uh, what happened last week. And that brings us to the point that um, there are some of these candidates that, that can make for excellent mean reversion for the following week. So you can look at stock odds, and you can say, "All right, I can create some if-then statements, and I can either approach it from a swing trade perspective, or I could approach it from each day, you know, open to close, and each day's fresh." But I would take a look at some of these weekly performers that you know produced outside as returns, and see if you can catch any reversal of that because. It's not that everything that goes up has to come back down, but you know there can be a macro that sort of temporary affected these that may run out of gas, It may run out of steam. Um, you know why was uh, Lily up 8.1 percent? You know why was UNH up 9.1? Why was Google up 7.46? I mean we're in a lull week where there's not as as much uh, earnings going on. Now, none of these big names have earnings uh, this week um so you know we're in that and there's not a lot of economic drivers either so we're kind of in a lull week Uh, um so maybe they'll just sit on their laurels you know like what they how they performed, and they'll just hang out there but there is an opportunity for mean reversion and i would i would definitely um look for that especially if you can find some ducks that line up in stock odds that say hey this makes an excellent short candidate because you know when it's had had this type of uh, performance and I would focus on the ones that you know perhaps uh, did really well for the week along with doing really well for Friday and uh, maybe they got stretched out pretty good. so focus on that. Now let's just take a look at the futures to see where we're at here. So um, the Dow Jones futures are pretty much, Flat. They're only up 20 points, which is pretty benign. Uh, S&P is also flat, down a quarter of a point, um, or three quarters of a point. Sorry. Uh, Nasdaq is down 29.5 points, or 0.22%. And Russell is actually up 5.9 and 0.33%. And of that, I mean, there's quite a dichotomy between how the Nasdaq has performed year to date, and especially for the month of March and into April, versus how the Russells performed year-to-date and through the month of March and into April. So, uh, huge differences there. And uh, I do see an appetite, uh, you know, in the uh, small caps when when it's a risk-on day, when when the market is favorable. But it, it's the opposite, you know, if if there's some bad news, macro's not looking good, you know, recession, lack of growth. Uh, you know, the IMF just came out with the world's growth expectations, and it's not looking very promising for the next number of years. Um, If that's the case, you know, and growth is affected, the small caps definitely uh, feel it. Okay. So going into energy, um, we see that we had that massive gap up on Monday, and it's just hung out there. The West Texas crude is just hovered around the $80 a barrel. And it's becoming more relevant than Brent crude now because of the limitations of supply on the Brent crude side. So West Texas is taking a more dominant role and it's just hanging out of the 80. So watch for a break either way to the upside or the downside. Now, the uh, the cuts don't start in, into, you know until May. So we have some time here for this thing to pull back if it wants to. Going into bonds, so we're um, up just slightly 0.12. So we had a bit of a pullback there um, on Friday with the job numbers. So that that tells me that they were looking at it a little bit more from, you now. this kind of means, you know, a little bit more of a rate hike emphasis. So that's what that's telling me. But it wasn't dramatic, you know. Looking at the dollar to see how it responded as well. Um, you know, Friday it was up a little bit, and um, it's up a little bit now, 0.14. Okay. Looking at the metals, how are they responding? Gold, you know, is down right now, about one percent. So it's it's not doing too well. I mean, it didn't trade on Friday. Um, It was closed, so it's starting to adjust right now to a little bit of the dollar movement, but it's down 1%. That 2050 area and on up into uh, 2078 are going to be the numbers that we look at. If it can get above 2050 and up to 2078, then we'll really be able to see where we're going with gold. All right. I think that kind of wraps it up here. Um, there's a lot of action that's been going on in the Middle East with Israel and Iran and Lebanon and Syria and all that. There's been a lot of ramped up, and this happens every year uh, over this same weekend. They always have incidences and attacks, and but it's been a, a pretty um, active session of you know things been being fired at Israel, and then of course Israel responding so lots of lots of global activity you know the the taiwan thing is starting to heat up again so uh just keep your eyes on that and uh expect you know expect surprises expect things to happen that's the kind of world that we're in and the kind of macro and political stuff that's going on So uh, fasten your seatbelts and uh, have a good trading week, everyone. Thanks for listening.